Do you ever feel like you're too good at what you do to enlist the help of others? On this episode, we're talking about why going it alone never works and why being independent is way overrated. I'll be sharing what I've learned personally about asking for help and why I almost didn't ask when I needed it the most. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey there, welcome to The Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and I am so glad that you're here today. Before we get into today's episode, can I ask you a huge favor? If you have found value in listening to the podcast over the past couple episodes or maybe months or years, would you consider leaving us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts? This really helps with putting our podcast in the algorithm to be seen and heard. And I would greatly appreciate it. And if you do so, can you screenshot it as well and tag us at at the.couragecast so that we can see and thank you personally. I absolutely love this tribe, so I want to thank you in advance for helping us out with this. Now, I hate to admit this, not because I hate making mistakes, which I do, but because what I'm about to share with you today feels like something that I should have conquered a really long time ago, and it's just now, over the past few years, that I'm actually getting a handle on it. And it's been an all too common occurrence for me to be on the precipice of something really big, like to launch uh, a course, a program, something that I really want to put out into the world. And I'm working my ass off doing it. And then I fail to launch it. And usually the reason why is because I feel like it's not ready. I feel like it's not perfect. And I also feel like I lack the support I need to see what might be going wrong. And maybe you found yourself in that place too, really excited about what you're doing and even hopeful that this time you're actually going to turn things around and you're going to do what you set out to do. But when things get the least bit overwhelming, you shrink back, you dim down and you start to overthink, which my coach calls the swirl. And the swirl is basically perpetuating toxic thinking. It's just like this round and round loop going over and over and over again. And it's like giving into the belief that you really don't deserve success, which may mean that you're unworthy of your dream and that possibly nobody wants what you have to offer. So at the end, you just say to yourself, well, I just might as well not do it and give up all together. Okay. So do you see how that just like goes around and around and around? And then eventually you just get to the bottom of it. Friend, I've been there. And just to be completely candid with you, I still have the tendency to do it, which is why I am recording this podcast today. Because you know, when I talk about things on the podcast, it's generally things that I have just gone through or have just been able to get a revelation around. And I don't, you know, claim to be any further ahead than really than you are. But I really want to tell you and share with you what I'm learning. So I spent a majority of my life in the space in between, 
So I refer to it as the gap. So that's like the place where it's like you're dreaming something, you really want it to happen, and it actually happening. So that like gap in between. And I have a really great imagination. So when I'm visualizing what I want, like I can totally see exactly what it is that I want. But in those moments of getting from the dream to getting where I want to go, I've hesitated and I have not taken action. And I've come to recognize that the reason is, is I struggled with trusting my own ability to make decisions. And just even saying that feels, ah. But further to that, I'm afraid to get help when I need it the most. I've probably mentioned this before, but in high school, I spent a majority of the time doing music. I loved to sing, I loved to play the piano. And I had so many friends who were musical as well. And we lived and breathed singing. And I can still remember hanging out in the church choir room. And we would write songs, we would harmonize, we would practice for performances, we would, uh, we just did so many things. But the one thing that we all had in common was that we were super competitive. There were a, like a huge amount of us that were into music in my church. And every year there was this talent competition that was going, you know, on in our denomination. And so we all entered and weeks before the competition it got really stressful, uh, a little bit catty as, you know, some teenagers, <laughs> teenagers are. And basically in my mind, it was like go time. That is all we did. We just thought about what we were going to sing. We practiced, we talked about it some more. And I loved the feeling of having butterflies in my stomach and then getting out there, getting onto the stage and really seeing what the reaction of the audience was going to be. My friend Darlene and I were like the powerhouse duo, but don't tell my friends because they all would say that they were. But anyways, for one particular reason, um, we were coming up to the debut and I started to feel super uneasy. Now, this is not something I had felt before. I'd been performing for a really long time. And I think the last time I had remembered feeling super nervous was when I was a kid about to play for my first piano recital. And my leg shook the whole time. But this was different. I was really starting to feel a bit uneasy about performing. And I was at the point where my nerves were really getting the best of me. And I couldn't shake the fact that... I wasn't making any progress in this area, and I was really afraid that we weren't going to win. Now, I know winning is not everything, but when you're 16 and you're competing against all your friends, winning is definitely something. So it didn't matter how many pep talks I gave myself or Darlene gave me. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And as we edged towards the date of the competition, my mom actually suggested that we call Susan, who is a professional singer at our church, and ask her if she could work with me. And at the time, I really had no idea what coaching was about. I knew that Susan was a singer, and she had been singing in her church for a really long time. And personally, I had taken guitar and piano lessons, um, but I was under the impression that you could either sing or not sing. Like, I didn't realize that anybody would ever need a vocal coach. So I think about that now and I laugh because I've been a vocal coach for like 20 plus years. But at the ripe old age of 16, like I just thought I knew everything. 
and I thought I knew everything about singing. So there was really nothing I needed to learn from anybody. So that's a little bit naive, right? And a bit arrogant if I say so. But the worst of it was that I had bought into this belief that I didn't need help because I was already good enough. Like I didn't need to really improve. Forget the fact that my nerves were getting the best of me and fear was really getting the best of me. And, you know, as I'm saying it, as I'm processing through, even just saying that right now, I realize that just this idea and this concept, sometimes that when we think we know it all, when we think we're too good or we have it all figured out and we don't need help, that is probably one of our biggest blind spots. So my inner dialogue, going back to when I was 16, went something like this. Andrea, people love your singing. You're winning competitions all the time. People compliment you all the time. Why would you ever need help to get better? What I didn't know was at the core, my insecurity, my fear about what I was doing um, was really just shaking me. It was taking me off my game. And I think I was a bit afraid that I would go and see Susan and I would sing for her. And then what if she pointed out something that I didn't want to see or that I didn't want to hear? Or worse, what if she told me that I really wasn't that good? And it's funny because so often now when I'm working with my students, like especially on the first day of a lesson, they are super nervous as well. And it's almost like it's this really, really vulnerable position to be in. And maybe you have also felt like that in your life. You're super talented at what you do. And maybe even you're like the best at what you do. And you know that people tell you that you've won awards, you've got a lot of accomplishments, people love you for what you do. You're just like kind of the person they call on to do that thing. And you're gifted, you're smart. But inside, like deep down, you feel like you're constantly bumping up against your inner critic. And there's a lot of self-doubt that surrounds that. And for the life of you, you don't know why that's happening. And so when you're actually trying to do something or move forward or put something out into the world, challenge yourself in a new way, then it's almost like these excuses and these reasons pop up. And there's these limitations that come up that say you're a fraud or, you know, you don't really have what it takes and no one wants what you have to offer. And it could be like, you know, some of my students or myself where you fear being exposed, like someone might think, oh, you're a fraud. You really don't know what you're doing. Or maybe you just don't want anyone in your business. (laughs) You know, maybe that's it. I mean, I know that's hard to hear, but maybe that's the truth. Maybe you just don't want people mucking around and in your business. So heaven forbid somebody give you some helpful advice or constructive feedback or a little support and encouragement. Because if you're in that place, then you would think you have it completely handled. But the truth is, my friend, is that you don't have it handled. So you gotta ask for help. Because if you're in that place and you've got that negative loop going round and round and round and you're in the swirl, you will stay there. You will continue to go around and around and around. 
And you might be afraid that you might look needy or not talented. The truth is, is that you don't have it handled because you know, deep down, you're in the swirl, you're overthinking, and you're too afraid to actually ask for help because that might make you look needy or not talented enough, or like you don't have your shit together. And then people may not like you or not hire you or not be your friend. Okay. So I think that's where it gets really off the rails is because we just go like from one thing to the next, to the next, like all of a sudden we don't want help. And then nobody wants to be our friend, like in the next breath, but you see how that works. So what starts off as a simple need for help goes off the rails really, really quickly when we place more emphasis on the things that we don't want. So we've got to shift that. We've got to shift that mindset back to what it is that you do want. So when I started working with my voice coach, um, she helped me to get rid of my fear. I really needed her guidance and her expertise and her experience as a performer. But more than that, I needed her encouragement. I needed the pep talks she gave me and the affirmation that she gave me. And the one key element that I think was pivotal for me at that time was that she showed me there was room for growth. She revealed in a really loving way that even though I was good, there was room for me to improve and that excited me. And I remember the first day that I met her at her house and sang for her because I was super nervous. It was in person and I'm sure I sounded awful. It's like that first time, it's like all the nerves are there and your voice is like really shaky, but she put me at ease and she really, really calmed me down. So I think it was then that I knew, okay, this lady knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. She's already done this and she's amazing. So, you know. She's probably going to make me amazing. And the reason why she was amazing is because she had actually taken the time to hone her skills. She had gotten the education she needed. She was successful at what she was doing. She spent the hours practicing, performing, and she had her own vocal coach too. And that really surprised me because I was like, whoa, you mean to tell me she's got someone helping her and she's helping me? And I think that's when the light bulb went on for me because the reason I needed a coach was because I was already a good singer, but I could improve. And the reason she needed a coach was because she was a great singer and she could improve as well. But the big question is why just stay there? Why just be good? Especially when you can be great or even phenomenal, which brings me right back to where we started. Friend, you're too good not to ask for help. And that's exactly where you might be finding yourself right now. And I know that's a hard thing to admit. But if you get the right help, you would completely take off. Because you don't need help because you suck. You need help because you want to reach your potential and then some. And you know your potential has the room to expand. So it's time to shut down the inner dialogue that says you have to do it on your own and let go of the badge of honor that you're trying to get saying that you don't really need anybody's help, advice or encouragement. And that took me a really long time to learn. But now as a coach, that's exactly the positioning that I take. 
I am constantly learning as well. And when I work with my clients, I want to create that safe environment or that safe container for them so that they can really be honest about what they're going through, unpack their fears, their hesitations, and what obstacles are coming up for them as they are trying to move forward. And I want to let you in on a little secret. My clients, generally speaking, know more than I do because they're really good at what they do. And they're super talented and that's why they're sought after. And I'm not there to make them better. I'm there to point out what they're missing, to help them see the blind spots, to really encourage and hone the potential. Because sometimes when you're really good, you don't see what's missing. And that is where I come in. And I speak truth about that. And I help them to navigate that and see why they haven't been able to shift it and get them in the position to shift their mindset so they can actually move forward. And so that's why getting help and support and feedback is really necessary, especially if you're gifted and talented. My voice coach, Susan, helped me see the blind spots. And that is exactly what I do for my clients. And she helped me hone my skill and increase my capacity for growth as a singer. And I think even now, sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, there's still room to improve. There's still room to grow. And that's my job also as a coach is to support my clients and to help them to shift their mindset. And that's a big part of the work. But I know what you're thinking, because I've been there. Maybe you're like, I don't have the time for that, or I don't have the resources, or I can't make the investment into it, or I don't have the bandwidth to actually make the changes. And you maybe think, well, I'll just put a little bit more effort, a little bit more hustle, I'll pray a little harder and hope for the best. Okay you're going to be spinning your wheels for a really, really long time if that is your attitude about it, because it wastes a whole heck of a lot of time and energy. And sometimes, even now, I feel like that 16-year-old girl who's a little bit arrogant and cocky and thinks she knows it all, ready to meet Susan for the first time. Or I feel like the 22-year-old who's super nervous about stepping on the stage for her senior voice recital and feels like she just doesn't know what she's doing. And I've been there, friend. I have been in both positions as a performer, as someone who is wanting to really put something out into the world, who is seeing their limitations and trying to shift them so that I can really, really get clear on my own purpose and my own potential and putting it to good use. And I know that you can too. And I've hired people, not only Susan as a vocal coach, but I've hired people to help me with my finances, with my health, uh, with my business. And in all of those cases, I grew so much in the process. So in case I haven't said it enough already, you're too good not to ask for help. And I want to make this as practical for you as possible. So in case you need a step-by-step plan, if you're in a place right now where you're just in the starting point, you're just realizing this and you're like, okay, whoa, what do I do? I want to encourage you to do this. Talk with a friend. 
get with somebody who understands where you're at and what you're trying to achieve and really just get honest with them. Sometimes it's like that one person, that first person you tell, things really start to shift. Maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's just somebody you really, really trust to be honest with you. That's not just going to tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what is true. And if you're in a, in a space in your life where you're like, yeah, I think I could really learn from somebody who's been there, done that, then maybe it's someone in your industry, a peer who you can ask to virtually meet up or take them to lunch and friend, put some skin in the game. Like don't just like ask them to do it and expect them to do it for free. Like ask them, like, can I pay you a consulting fee? Like can I buy your dinner? Can I do something for you? Because I really do want to learn and grow. And I feel like you could be somebody who could help me. And if you're in a place where you're like, okay, yeah, that's great. But I think there's some deeper stuff here that I really want to get to the heart too, because I want to find out how I can maximize my potential. And here's the gold in it all, my friend, is I love mentorship because it's someone telling you what they've learned, but coaching is where you are closing the gap from the dream to where you wanna be. And it's like all those steps along the way, whether it's mindset, whether it's intentionality, whether it's really, really taking action or getting accountability, it's all of those things kind of rolled into one. And so if that's you, maybe you need to get serious about hiring someone to really help you. I was so grateful that I had Susan because she opened my eyes to the possibility of who I could be as a singer. And in case you're wondering, Darlene and I won the entire competition that year and we still brag about it. So as I wrap up today, I want to leave you with one takeaway, with one question that you can put into action. And it's this, how would you benefit most from having support? Is it by chatting with a peer, talking to a mentor or hiring a specialized coach? And I'd love to know if you connect with me on Instagram or on Facebook and just let me know, I would love to help you take that next step. And even if it's like, Hey, Andrea, I just want to talk to a friend. I want to encourage you in that process. But if it's something you really see yourself moving forward in and you wonder what coaching might look like, well, I'll tell you, we could just jump on a 30 minute call. It's free. And we'll talk about where you're at. We'll talk about those dreams that you want to see manifest in your life. And I'll ask you some questions to help you uncover where you might be stuck and where you might be feeling limited. And then we'll come up with a strategy, an actual plan for you to move forward with. There are so many times where I get on these strategy calls and people are like, okay, that's what I needed. Thank you. (laughs) And they don't end up working with me as clients because it really just took 30 minutes. And sometimes it's just one little simple fix, but sometimes it's like, you know what? I want to go the distance with this. And so I want to encourage you book a time with me. And to do so, you go to my website, andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule, and we can chat. Friend, I love doing these podcasts. I love chatting with you. And I just want to remind you, I know you're good. I know you're great, in fact, but you're not too good to ask for help. Okay, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, remember, 
you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.